This is the Ezra Podcast. We got UFC 278 this weekend. Usman versus Edwards, number two. I don't know if a lot of people remember that they fought each other. I don't even know if people remember what that fight looked like. If you do remember what that fight looked like, you remember that Usman rocks Edwards early in that fight with a left hook. Now, Usman's knocked out a lot of guys. We know that Masvidal hurt Gilbert Burns, hurt Kobe Covington. You know, just put a beating with guys with his hands. He's actually, uh, he's actually kind of known for that now, right? But at the point when this fight happened, he was not known for that. He was a takedown guy. He was a grappler. And his hands were very stiff, very sloppy. And the fact that he hurt Edwards, who Edwards, who's always been the stand-up guy, at that point of his career, is kind of troubling going into this fight. Now, Edwards, no doubt about it, improves from that fight going forward. One issue, though, is he never really fights a guy like Carl Usman, Kamara Usman. He never fights a wrestler to that level. He never fights a style like that. And he never really fights any fighter at the level of Usman. So he goes on a good winning streak, but it couldn't be just the opponents that he gets. And when he does get like a really, you know, like credible name, I guess, like Nate Diaz, who really is really a, a way undersized 170 pounder, he wins the fight, but he has a very shaky moment at the end, right? He gets rocked. And I think a big point of this fight is just going to be durability and strength. See, I don't think, I don't look at Leon Edwards as a big 170. I actually think he's kind of an undersized 170. He's kind of like middle of the pack 170. I think Usman's a very strong 170. Now, Usman's age is going to play a factor, of course, because he's getting up there. He's about 35 years old, especially with his bad knees. And I don't know if you noticed, we haven't seen Usman really wrestle a lot lately. One time he like consistently wrestled was Masvidal, right? The first Masvidal fight. And now his kind of wrestling is just more of a threat to make his stand-up easier. To make his shots a lot cleaner. Let me pull. I, I got to pull up the fight bolster. Right. To, to make his stand-up. Uh, make his stand-up easier for him. Because people are constantly afraid to get taken down. So. They're kind of wa- constantly watching for that. Then that makes it easier for him to put his, his, uh, get his, put his punches together. Now you see when a guy can stop his takedown. Or a guy's not afraid of his takedown. Like a guy like Kobe Covington. Deucewin kind of resorts back to his old sloppy ways of stand-up. And that the takedown um, threat is very important for him to have good stand-up in a fight. Now, Leon Edwards, we know he's in, he's gone on this win streak, but how much has he improved? Now, I think he's definitely a much better fighter. I think he's much calmer, uh, much uh, more aware and capable of taking advantage of when guys miss. And he he's just... To, to me, he's well-rounded, and he's lands takedowns of his own. He's he's come to, into his own as a fighter. There's no doubt about that. I still think that if Usman has the cardio and the strength to shoot takedowns 24-7 and get in on, on, on Edwards and force him against the fence, I think Edwards will be in a world of trouble in this fight. I think it'll look a lot similar, but with Usman with better stand-up. Because see, Edwards, he, he's a defensive striker. Right, he wants to always be in the, the best position. Now, he does make mistakes with his stand-up, though, that can get him really hurt. He moves in, and he comes. He keeps. He moves in, and as he moves in, he still stays the same level. He'll stay straight up like this. He stays straight up with his upper body. 
and he moves in, but he keeps that same level and slowly and, and pulls his head up as he moves in. Now, he could be timed with that, and that's what um, Nate was timing him with. And Nate was throwing the jab, and Edwards would kind of get stuck with that jab, and Nate just go with the right hand right over. So there's mistakes like that, right? He gets stuck sometimes. A lot of his defense is really by just him moving out of range. When he's moving out of range, he's very good. But when he gets stuck there and he's looking for his offense, or when he punches and someone punches with him, he's going to be right there to be hit because he stands up tall and his chin up. Like I said, Usman hurt him in the first fight. That means he could hurt him in this fight because Stan is better. I also think that if Usman just put pressure on him, he'd probably get be able to take Leon Edwards down because Leon Edwards' strength is still going to be an issue in this type of fight, especially the fight being five rounds down. Last one was only three. Now, five rounds is going to be even more of an advantage for Usman. Now, if Edwards can get, stop the takedown, Right and show improvements on that, and show improvements maybe with the movement. Usman can't get in on him, and we, like I said, we've seen diminishment of Usman going for takedowns in fights. Could just be matchups, or it could be that he doesn't have that really in his uh, as much as before, as effective as the takedowns he had before. Then it could get very interesting, right? I think you're gonna know what this fight's gonna be right away. That happens a lot. That happens a lot, uh, especially in the UFC because it's just kind of styles make fights in a way. But I think we're going to know right away if Leon Edwards can avoid the takedown the first two rounds. Usman might be in some trouble because if he can, he could avoid the takedown the first two rounds. Then he'd probably get his confidence up. And when the striking comes, he's not worried about that. Well, Usman's going to kind of get sloppy. And Edwards could take really good, uh, really big advantage of that. Now, I'm just going to count on Usman still being able to uh, go back to the well and get back his wrestling. And get in on Leon Edwards, force him against the fence, and pressure him and take him down. And then once he does that and he gets a standing, I think he'll be really effective with the stand-up as well. Because Edwards is going to be waiting for the takedown, and Usman, who gets sharper with the stand-up, when he has a guy that's uh, prepared for uh, looking at first takedown, he's going to land some big shots. I'm going to take Usman in this fight, and I'm going to say fourth-round stoppage, where he's just rocking uh, Leon Edwards up top, taking him down and mauling him on the ground. I think Usman looks very good in this fight. I think this sets up a, a Kamzat Chimaev fight, who's fighting uh, Nate Diaz at UFC 279. And that'll be a massive fight if both come out victorious in, the, in their uh, next fights. Now, Edwards, if it, like I said, if he keep the distance, if he, uh, you know, maybe we see just a little bit of diminishment of Usman, and he's forced into a stand-up fight with Edwards where the takedown's not a threat, I think it gets very interesting. But I just think the durability of Leon Edwards, the strength, is really going to pay, pay a huge factor in this fight, play a huge factor in this fight. In the co-main event, you got Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold coming back after a, a, a pretty massive knockout loss to... Um, uh, Blakowicz, and uh, that was at 205. Now he's coming back down to 185, which is, I think, clearly his division. Clearly the division that he should be fighting in. And he's fighting Polo Costa, who is on a two-fight losing streak as well, who lo- but losses to Izzy and uh, Vettori. And Luke Rockhold, to me, 
was he was washed when he retired last time to me. I think he was very much diminished. And I understand that Lukaku still looks the part. When he trains, you could see uh, an athlete. When he's training, you could see, you know, like the pieces of like something, maybe something special. But I just think against when he gets in the cage, it's just a completely different thing. When you get in the cage and the, the live rounds like that, he's just going to look slow. He's not going to look. He doesn't even stand up. Honestly, he doesn't even look like the guys that stand up today. He looks like he's a generation behind. Now, Polo Costa isn't the most technical stand-up guy, but he he's a guy that's going to be active. He's going to force a pace. He's going to look to work, and he's going to throw some big shots, and he's durable. I think Luke Rocco is running into something where I always say this. It's like when a guy like Luke Rocco, a veteran that's kind of like at the short end of his career but has little tricks, you don't want to fight a guy that doesn't give a crap about tricks, can't even notice them, is not even maybe good enough to notice them. He'll just run through you. He's just going to completely run at you and go for the stoppage. I mean, he's not going to see notice the traps that Luke Rockhold is pretending to have, right? He's not going to see all those things. He's just going to go at Luke Rockhold. He's just going to force a pace. I think it's going to be really trouble for Luke Rockhold. I think that Luke Rockhold, at his best, is throwing his left uh, high kick to the body and to the head, able to keep Costa in front of him. Then he can pick him apart with his shots. But I just think that he's just not going to be able to Keep that distance. I think Costa's going to get in on him. I think there'll be some uh, crazy exchanges in the first round, but I think eventually Costa lands on his chin. I think he'll get him out of there in the second round. And that's probably the last we see of Luke Rocco, if we're being honest. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting matchup. Not, nothing against the matchup. I just can't see him being durable enough and being able to really especially a guy like Costa where you really got to put it on him if you're going to do some damage and stuff like that. I just don't think he'll have enough to hold him off. I think Costa's just going to jump on him. So I'll take Costa in that fight. Second round, KO. In the third fight of the night, we have Jose Aldo versus Davish Vili. Who, uh, Davish Vili. Davish Vili is, uh, you know, well-rounded fighter, I guess. Uh, some pop in his hands decent grappling and he's fighting Aldo who you know has had the re, re, rejuvenated his career with his boxing rejuvenated his stand-up changed the, the way he, he does he fights honestly and when you thought he was done he's coming back and going on a run and beating credible names and this would just add to it and it's a it's an interesting matchup you know uh definitely I believe he's on a seven fight win streak going into this fight Jose Aldo is on a three-fight win streak, if I'm correct. And like I said, I was talking about the the best boxers, right? Like the best guys in the UFC that can box. And I, Jose Aldo was on my list. And I think a lot of people thought that was kind of ridiculous. But if you see what he did against Rob Font, right? You see what he does against Munoz. I don't think you could question anymore how good his boxing is. And he even brought back the leg kick because he was kind of going away from it. I don't think David Shealy can really stand up with him. I really don't. He has power, but he gets wild. He punches from too far away. He would really get chopped up. It's gonna be, He's going to have to rely on a takedown. He's going to have to have that threat, and he's going to have to be shooting for it constantly and hope that he can. that pressure and coming in with big shots will break Aldo, right, mentally, physically. I don't see that happening. I think Jose Aldo is very experienced. I think he has 
um, the his timing down. I think he has his combinations, his, his everything. I think he has it down. And I think he's very good to stop in the takedown. I just can't see Devin Sheely winning this fight. But it would be a thing of just being too much for Aldo, right? Just too much pressure and all that. I think that this fight starts off Devin Sheely looking to bang, getting countered, looking for a takedown, and Jose Aldo stopping that takedown. And then he ends up in a stand-up fight, and I think Jose Aldo will school him. I think he will get the stoppage in the last round, the third round. I think he's going to break him apart with his hands and the leg kicks. And watch his body work. Watch his jab and Jose Aldo's body work. If he wins this fight, I think you got to start talking about giving him maybe another opportunity at the title just because he's a legend, but also just because the names he's being and the guys he's being fighting tough guys. It's like, you know, the guy like this, maybe you picture him fighting guys, maybe in a similar situation to him or just bigger names to, you know, get him like some final paydays. No, he's fighting like really tough guys. I mean, let's go to Jose Aldo's last five opponents. Rob Font, Munoz, Vera, Jan, Moraes. Now, just look what, what Vera just did to uh, Dominic Cruz. Now, Jose Aldo beat him. Unanimous decision. Beat Munoz, beat Ralph Font, and if he beats um, Davishvili, I mean, come on, that's an insane run. And the two opponents he fought before that, Peter Jan and Marias, and Marias, who cause was a split decision, a lot of people feel that Aldo won, I mean, this is a crazy run. A crazy run of opponents, crazy run run of wins, especially if he pulls this one off this weekend. I think you have to start talking title shot for him. One last shot. Uh, I'm very curious to see if uh, Jose Aldo cardio holds up in this fight. I think it will. I'm going to go Jose Aldo. What are the ramifications of this weekend's fights? Like I said, it's the Kamzat, Chimaev, Usman. I, now, I don't think Usman has a... Lot, much longer in his career. I think Kamsat Chiev is probably like the last big fight that he can have, but I think it's a massive fight. And it's a good way to win or lose to go out. Now, if Leon Edwards wins, him and Kamsat was supposed to fight a while ago, and then Edwards couldn't end up making the fight. I believe he got COVID, I want to say. Now, if Chimaev loses to Nate Diaz, right, and that, that would ruin all their plans, right, for a big fight, but also would send Nate Diaz a free agent on off his biggest win, beating the hype train of Kamzat to go fight Jake Paul in a massive event. And I think that's going to fight's going to happen no matter Nate Diaz wins or loses. But I think if he wins, I mean, that's... If he wrote it, you won't believe it type of thing. Now, Costa Rockhold, the midway division... Like, if Luke Rockhold beats Costa, right? And you might think this is crazy. He might be in line for a title shot. Like I said, you might think that's crazy, but the, the middleweight division in the UFC, what happens when you have a dominant guy? And in the UFC, you could fight all the guys, right? It's not hard to fight all the guys. They have all the guys, so you'll fight all the guys. And you start and you run through everyone. Well, they got to start getting creative with their matchmaking. And they'll start pulling names that aren't even in the top 10. A guy like Luke Rock. They'll start pulling guys that you already beat, right? Or they'll start putting guys that just coming off one big win. And they'll start getting title shots. And what happens is you're so dominant that what's what Izzy is that people will start saying, oh, it's a weak division. But completely forgetting that you cleaned out everyone, which was a strong division at one point, right? Costa was considered a tough challenge at one point. But Torre was considered a tough challenge at one point. Whitaker, Romero, you got to remember he ran through all of these guys. 
Now they're bringing the guy that he lost to in a kickboxing fight just because they're like, well, we have no one. This guy beat you in a kickboxing fight. Maybe he'll give you a tough fight in MMA. So if Luke Rocco were to beat Costa, maybe even do it in a press fashion, you might see, be seeing him get in a title shot right off of that. Or fighting a guy like Strickland and then get a title shot. Like he'll be like one away. Although I told you, might be a title shot with that. So it, there's some important storylines after this event. And it's important storylines that lead to this event. Now, is this the strongest card? No. It's got some, you know, some names, some throwbacks. The main event could be interesting or it could not be. It could be could be kind of a boring fight, honestly. Could be one-sided. We You don't really know. You got to see by the first two rounds of how it plays out. What Edwards kind of threads he and what can he defend? Thank you guys for listening. It's been the As Raw Podcast. Please subscribe. I'm on Spotify, Apple, wherever you can find podcasts, YouTube, and uh, follow me on Twitter, As Raw Boxing, on TikTok at As Raw Boxing. Peace.